0: Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. This is episode 300. I'm one of your hosts, Scott hey. Hertzog.
1: Hello, this is Miles P. McLaughlin.
2: Hi, I'm M. Ciro Garcia.
0: And uh, wow, it has been, it's awesome to be chatting with you guys. It's been about a month. I think we last talked to talk at the beginning of April. Holy cow. Yeah, it's been a little bit, so. But that's all right. But, yeah. That's all right. Now actually, M. I, I for some reason I don't think you were on that call. I forget what happened.
2: I, job. I think I had to
0: wait. Yeah, it was job, job at the time, so it's been even longer, M. But it's all right. Yeah. We're he- we're here now.
1: The diner is reopened.
0: The diner's reopened. We're ready to serve up some well, I have Dr. Pepper in my hand right now, but actually, I really do- is my video working, M? Look at my Dr. Thank Pepper.
2: You. It's a Wonder Woman, Dr. Pepper.
0: It's Wonder Woman, Dr. Pepper.
2: That's wonderful.
0: It, <laughs> it, 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 I did I did. Uh, yes. One more month, the movie opens. I can't wait. Now, did you see the uh, the debacle going on about how they're just not promoting this movie?
2: Oh,
0: yeah. They're not promoting this movie. Uh, why not? What the F is wrong? I'm sorry. The... This is a family. What the heck is wrong? With people.
2: Uh, I'll tell you what's wrong with people. Do you... So... <clears throat>
0: All right, let go. Me get my
2: soapbox. Soapbox, here.
0: Little... Let, let, me, let me step back and... Oh, you yeah. go.
2: Gird your loins, people.
0: <laughs> my loins are officially girded. Go ahead.
2: The fact that, like, there has been minimal hype and no one's... They're either afraid that they've screwed it up or there's this just it's just one of those things where where there's a movie with a female uh, strong female character and it's just not heavily promoted I mean the bull crap for Batman versus uh, Superman was months and months and months and all we get is like a trailer here and there they're either being incredibly cautious or just misogynistic pricks
0: I really hope that it's not the latter I really I I, so, I I would really I really hope in this day and age that we would look and say, hey, we have finally have a strong female superhero that from the previews is kicking butt and taking names. And let me tell I, I know that the trailers don't tell the story, but from the limited we- things we've seen in the trailer, I'm kind of stoked. So it, it it alarms me a little bit that they aren't pushing this movie more.
2: 8 o'clock. Sorry, it's my computer. <laughs> it's
0: 8 o'clock, M. 8 o'clock.
2: Well, you know what it's time for? It's time for like people to actually pay attention to this character and do something with her. And they've gone ahead and they've spent the money to make this film. They've done a really good... They've, they've they've really created an amazing world based on what we've seen. But there's nothing. There's nothing. We're five weeks out and there's just nothing. There's a lot of anticipation behind this film. But Warner Brothers isn't, or just won't market Wonder Woman, and I really hope that it's just that 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 it's it had better be because it sucks. Uh. Because they're not the only one. Like a couple, there have been a couple of articles where they're they're actually positioning it that way that they're concerned that the film isn't any good, and so why spend marketing money on it? So the lack of marketing has worrying pretty much everybody. I mean, they That's... spent, let's see, they spent, I'm looking it up right now, uh, Warner Brothers spent $3 million on ads so far for Wonder Woman. At five weeks out, the studio spent $2.6 on Suicide Squad. The Wonder Woman ads aired during Kids' Choice Awards and the NCAA Finals. And then there was a promotional film that was on during South by Southwest and and at WonderCon, but this is like the the least amount of marketing or promotion they've done for any of the DCU um, films.
0: Are you in the Vanity Fair article? Yeah. Yeah, you know, so uh, my question is, how is how is Warner Bros. responding to this criticism? Or haven't they?
2: There, there seems to be nothing. I mean, so you've got Gal Gadot on your soda pop. And that's it. And, like, people are already putting out reports that the box office numbers aren't going to be good. And no one's one's seen this film. (laughs) No one has seen this film. Wow. I I just don't understand. I mean, like, they're saying um, that... It's looking to be far from a disaster. Forecasting like 8.3 million opening in the opening weekend. See, um, Suicide Squad did 133 million. No, there's. Um, Man, they Steel say, did 100. Did, did they say 8.3? Yeah. No,
0: 83 million. 83
2: sorry. million. Um, and then it's projected to pull in 225 million domestic, but they're not even sure they're 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 feeling like she's not even going to pull pull a million
0: i'm just i i really hope this
2: is disgusting
0: well it is it's first of all i know a year ago they reported that this movie was a mess all right fine they've had plenty of time to work at fixing it up and and quite frankly i think that the look and the feel, based on the trailers, mind you, of this film, it looks like it's, in cali- it, it's a caliber film. It looks like it's in caliber. So if the storyline isn't perfect, I feel like fans so much, at least in my opinion, maybe my circles, maybe I'm in the wrong circles. Maybe that's it. But I, I would think that the fans are are just so hungry for a strong female action hero out there that's not overly sexualized but is strong and um and is able is able to carry herself that they're they're willing to be a little bit forgiving in this movie. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just naive.
2: So all I know is that look if I look at what Wonder Woman is is being um is being um, marketed on. She's on your can of Dr Pepper, but right. she's on she like there's there's no Coke product, there's no Coke Zero product, there's no there's nothing, nothing but Dr Pepper. They market to women using Coke Zero and Co- Diet Coke all the time, and they haven't even touched any of that for Wonder Woman. She was on the cans for Superman versus Batman, but she's not on for her own friggin movie that's a load of crap she's not on any of the chips you you like any of those to read any of the frito Lace stuff she's nowhere to be found there is no cross promotion whatsoever for this film and i really hope it's because they're worried that and not because they are just uh, you have to bleep this out i mean I'm language it's unbelievable mm-hmm. just the waste they have such a great opportunity they're getting a female character out before Marvel does, and they have a, a, the world is wide open for them, and they're 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 not even punting it in. It's like when you go to to, to go bowling and you have the little thing that you push the ball off, and it has the bumpers right. and then the little cone at the end, so that you make sure that you get it. A... No, no, this is you you you've you've poured money into this character to make this film, you need to promote this and be proud of it. Or you, or like there needs to be a reason other than, than, than what I think it is. And it's making me angry. I'm sorry.
0: Miles, uh, you have been silent. What, what's your, what are
1: your thoughts here on this
0: whole wonder woman debacle?
2: I that up. I'm sorry, Miles. <laughs>
1: that's, no, that's all right. Um, I, I, I haven't been on social media as much for the last couple weeks, so I didn't know there was this, you know, Wonder Woman was not getting the love that it deserved. Um, if the movie sucks, then 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 DC should uh, um, smack itself upside the head. Um, they had an opportunity to do this right, and um, and they had I mean to create a movie with a strong female character um, that women could get behind, and and men can still enjoy and watch and be entertained by. Um, Wow, I didn't know that. Uh, I, I'm still going to be cautiously optimistic. For, I like what I saw in the trailer. Um, I'll see it in theaters. I'm going to give it a chance. Uh, I'll, have to, I'll have to ask my brother if, uh, if his 11-year-old daughter is uh, old enough to watch it. I mean, that would be you know be kind of cool if we can you know take take my niece to go see it. If um, I, I don't know if it's PG or PG-13 as far as the the rating goes.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure what what they're coming in as a rating right now. I guess my question is, so they are willing to stand behind a movie like Suicide Squad, which was panned for all intents and purposes, right? Um, But are unwilling to stand behind a solo female character that I think is stronger in the in the universe than Suicide Squad ever was. Or am I missing something right. here?
1: I, I don't know. I mean this is this is an origin story and so it's a good it's an opportunity to tell the origins, right? Um, man, I don't know. I, 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 hope,
0: uh, I really hope I really hope I really hope that it comes out and it just blows everyone away. That's my hope that, that despite it and, you know, we do get some indications that people are looking forward to it. There was a test screening. This must have been in England. There was a first test screening back in February uh, toward the end of February. And the response was very positive. Um, they were saying stuff like said they were blown away by the movie and it's the best movie in the DC universe. Uh, this is from Twitter. Another one said that they were blown away by the movie. Um, let me see. Uh, hearing test screen that Chris Pine is the best thing about Wonder Woman—that's not very good necessarily. <laughs> uh, i and, and someone said, "What?" Someone said, "That's that's great." I guess if he was Wonder Woman, <laughs> but um, they're saying that Chris Pine. A couple of people are saying Chris Pine stole it, but but I, uh, but I, but I, but I, but the pause, the buzz was generally positive about the film.
1: But well, hopefully, that'll carry through. I don't know. I hope. I it's hope.
2: Not, like, I'm digging around the internet right now, and it's just Dr. Pepper. That's it. She got a soda pop.
0: She got a soda pop. I wonder if there's anything else in test screenings or anything like that.
2: This is horrible. This but, is horrible.
0: Yeah, it does make me very sad. And I mean, I don't know that.
2: Um, um. well why don't we start talking about a movie that's all about men <laughs>
0: <laughs> well yes because after all apparently women have no place in the uh, sci-fi I don't know I, I just it's it it does irk me a little bit and I'm with you Emma in that whole thing but... I,
1: I hope I'm it really succeeds like... yeah
2: they better not screw it
0: up. They better. All I know is that uh, the podcast after what One Woman comes out that we do, and M, if you're on that one, when you're on that one, and if it's terrible, I will fully give you the soapbox. You can talk for an hour about it. All right.
2: Thank you.
0: It's there. <laughs> it'll, it'll be therapy for you. Therapy. All right. So
2: I'm so I'm gonna walk into this film with. Very cautious optimism. Very cautious optimism. I cannot trust Warner Brothers. I can't trust these people to make a good DC film in general. I can't trust that the film industry can make a good female-led film. It's very rare. So my expectations are low. But even this, even the fact that she's not being, that there's there's nothing. There's nothing. It's just so disappointing. And frankly, I wanted to be surprised. I wanted to be shown that, that a character like Wonder Woman could be, would be lauded like all the other characters. And this is sending a message that They don't give a crap. They don't give a crap. Right now, Marvel, I hope, is watching and learning. And so, when Captain Marvel comes out, I really hope they don't fob it up the way um, the way things are fobbed up right now for Wendy.
0: I will say this: that uh, Marvel has had a better track record with their movies recently. So hopefully, that. That, that that the method, the way they're producing, the way they're promoting, will carry over.
2: They should just let Marvel Studios produce all the DC movies.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Tell that to Warner Brothers. Tell that to Warner Brothers. But
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 not kidding.
0: No, I I, I, mean, I hear you.
2: Really I'm not,
0: I'm not uh, disagreeing with you. I'm I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> or
2: or they need to speak to the staff who's running the um, the DC universe over at CW because Whoa. I mean it's a little popcorny over there but it's it's really good I mean it's cute and uh, Supergirl's kind of cute and everything has its place but they really are paying attention and they listen and they care I I <laughs> If ever there was a time that I absolutely wanted to make it to Comic Con, and go to a Warner Brothers panel, I would I would stay outside of Hall H the entire night just to get up there and ask a question like, how far up your behind were your heads that um, <laughs> it was completely impossible for you to remove them, uh, remove it so that you could indeed you know, see what was going on instead of just hoping everything would be okay.
0: Right, right.
2: Do you have a machine at Warner Brothers that assists you in removing (laughs) said head from said behind? Um, Is there a movie or a a documentary about how you intend on removing your heads from your rear ends so that in the future you don't um, completely destroy a beloved... um, franchise that is the DC universe and um, my dear sweet Superman Christopher Reeve is spending like a Cuisinart in his grave I'm sure
1: yeah. I'm hoping gal Galdo you know took took the part because it was a good part and not because it would it was a good payday no.
2: she the interviews with her for Superman versus Batman um, were really promising she liked the idea of how powerful she was in that film, and frankly, that's what saved that movie for me—that um, she wasn't squishy, that she wasn't um, like Lois Lane got really squishy at that movie. It was very disappointing to see what they did to her. But no, uh, I don't know. I'm hoping. I'm. What did I say? I'm very cautiously optimistic. Right.
0: Right. Well, here's to, uh, here's to hoping. It's being directed, if I'm correct, it's, isn't it being directed by a woman? Is that correct? I thought I heard that.
2: The Wonder Woman's being, hold on, if only there was a place. I- yes,
0: yes, yes. Like, I thought, and then I saw Zack Schneider attached, but I don't think that, he was Superman. He wasn't uh, Superman Batman. He's
2: super, yeah.
0: yeah. I thought they had a female uh, director.
2: Woman, IMDb.
0: Let's see what it is. Here we is.
2: go. Directed by Patty Jenkins. That's who, right, Patty Jenkins. She has a good track record, as well. well um,
0: and you would hope if anyone could breathe life into a strong female superhero beast, it would be you know a female director. But
2: well, I mean, yeah. and not not necessarily, not always. I know, but, but you she know. Had, women would have better, a different perspective. Right. But, like she directed Monster, which was an amazing film um that's right. about that's right strong female characters. There was the killing and she uh, oh apparently she directed an episode of Arrested Development.
0: Okay. Um, won't she, judge her on that. But
2: it was such a weird show. I loved it.
0: <laughs> uh, it either that or they need Josh I mean, We they, they need I mean, Josh we-
2: Zach Snyder wrote the story so He's attached to it right. a little bit. Um, Jason Fuchs. I, I mean, is jo, could, it's just just just
0: we need Joss Whedon here. That's all I'm saying. Joss Whedon needs to charge you.
2: They, they could do better. I mean, OK, well, if Zach has a hand in this, he did the 300 Segway. Like, um, yeah. <laughs> what is this 300 well, you're
0: talking about? <laughs> <laughs>
2: And he's producing Aquaman, watch Aqua if friggin' Aquaman gets a ton of stuff, and Deadshot has his own film, what the, ugh.
0: All right. Sweet Jehovah. All right, well, let, anyway. Zack Snyder. Let's
2: talk about the 300 before I really start to get angry. So
0: we're doing the 300 because this is our 300th show, yay, although technically we've yay, done a lot creative. more than that, but our number 300 and uh, so, yeah, we thought, what the heck, let's talk about the movie 300. It's been a couple of years since it's been out. And uh, yeah, <laughs> so we I went. Think, b- it's b- been
2: 11 years since it came out.
0: 11 years since it came out. And I uh, think I think, so. I, think I, I think I saw this in theaters. I think I did. But, I
2: saw this in IMAX. Wow. While I was in Chicago.
0: Wow. Yeah. It was
2: amazing.
0: Well, stylistically, when you look at the way it's filmed, the cinematography, the fighting shots, it's absolutely stylized and incredible.
2: It's it. I remember Zack Snyder wanted it to look, there were two things he wanted. He wanted it to be sexy and to be violent. Um, <laughs> and if not, he wasn't going to do it. Um, he just wanted incredibly beautiful violence, um, and a film told from the Spartan point of view. And they're the—you know, I mean—they see violence very differently than the reality of it. So it was important to him, and for the original, um, and and to to adhere to the original um, graphic novel as well as much as possible.
0: Right. Right. So do we need to give a little bit of a summary of this movie for those people that haven't seen this movie in, like, forever?
2: Okay, if you haven't seen this movie. (laughs) Oh, in forever. Yeah,
0: in forever. Didn't say they haven't seen it, but, you know, I went back through and I was like, storyline was a bit wonky for me. I mean, I knew the general gist of it.
1: but It's funny. At the time, I didn't know it was a graphic novel and kind of retold stylistically and... Almost through fantasy. I thought I was just going to see a, a historical epic when I went to go see it, and um, well, that blew my mind. Yeah, not really historical, but fun no. no
0: fun than fun nonetheless.
1: Oh, it was so, a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, uh, it's it's it was it was it was an interesting film. I mean, I, and stylistically, the music's beautiful, the sound, the look of it, the way it carries itself, it comes off. It comes off like a. It comes off a little bit like a graphic novel, like you said. I mean, it's. I mean, that's based on that, but it feels like that.
2: He wanted to stay as true to Frank Miller's vision as possible. Yeah. And did um, did Zack
0: Snyder do Sin City too? Of, yeah. So yeah.
2: he did Sin City as well.
0: Yeah. So he. I mean, he's done these sort of stylized. Yeah.
2: So it's like. I don't even know how to describe really the art. It, it's more than just stylized. It's it's a very specific style, and it's he has this wonderful like. It's like he lives in Oscuro. Like he, it's, he he shows you where things are in the darkness. Like he's it's as if he starts with a black page, and scrapes away the black to bring out the image underneath. Right. Kind of like when Michelangelo said that the, the would say, I think it was him, that the statue was in the block all the time. He just needed to take the extra pieces. He needed to take off what wasn't necessary. And I mean, Sin City is delicious, visually delicious. and and the 300 is 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 no like it's just a whole new world with it as well. I mean, Dark Horse comics, they, they have some great titles and i'm i'm blanking i've been up since 5 sorry
0: no it's fine sorry it's fine uh, well, well so let's talk about um, when we look at this film now you know it's we we are commenting and we're praising the art style i went back and we watched it i assume you went back miles and we watched it i saw oh, i know definitely. That you said. what, what uh, yeah. Um, yeah so i mean how did it feel going back now that it's 11 years old? Some some movies feel bit dated. Did you get that same feel as you watched it, or was there something else?
1: I think it aged very well. I, I think it. I mean, maybe it's too soon to say, but I mean, at least visually, uh, I, I think it still holds up now, uh, as far as um, you know the visual effects and everything. Um, so I was still impressed with, with uh, what I saw, and uh, you know, when we talk about the cast, um, you know, there's people in the cast I didn't know at the time would be, you know, big stars now, and, and familiar faces, uh, and and some of the things we watch right now, we could talk about uh, when we're when we're ready for that. Right.
0: And your thoughts about how that's aged?
2: I I don't even think it's aged. I think it's I think if you released it now maybe with a couple more, like there's probably some new techniques and CGI and some new camera work, but it's, it's just so well done and it tells the story. It tells a timeless, it tells a timeless story. This film can be released 10 years from now and it would still hold up. Um, I don't, I don't see a lag. I, I find it still completely entertaining. Um, it's kind of like when I pick up a comic book that I haven't read in a while to go reread it. They don't, they don't rely on what's contemporary. They don't rely on um, what's relevant. They tell the story that's there and that's important to tell. And it's, it's just plucked right out of history and could get plugged in anywhere else.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And I thought it held up well as well. Um, I think part of what helps it hold is some of the stylization of the violence and you aren't meant to take the uh like one of the image when the when the guy gets his son when his son's head gets chopped off in the one scene um there's a there's an art to it it's not meant to be it's gruesome but it's not meant to be um it's not meant to be like i'm losing I'm not getting it right but like I want to say it's not meant to be like just gore for the sake of gore there's an art to it an Arcto- and that's,
2: that's very Frank Miller.
0: Yeah, it is. It is.
2: Have and like Zach said, intensely beautiful violence. Right. And if you were a Spartan and, you, you know, you lived that Spartan life where, you know, when you're seven, you're taken away from your family and you're, if when you're actually, when you're born, if you don't meet the standards, you're left to die. And then at seven, you're taken away for training and it's regardless, I think. It, it, I'm I'm losing it. Oh my god! I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. Um, it's the way that they valued who they were, and and where the, how they stood in the world, and how they protected their own. Um, one of the things that I thought was kind of neat, I saw a documentary about about the Spartans. When a Spartan died, they were only given tombstones, um, for two reasons. If you were a man who died in battle. Or a woman who died in childbirth, because those are considered to be the highest honors, the highest for like the 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 highest sacrifice to the Spartan people, and to die in those two ways would mean um, that you would be lauded and 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 heroic in the eyes of Sparta. Right. That's pretty hardcore.
0: That is. Yeah. Yeah, now, you know, I'm thinking of, uh, Miles, you threw some quotes in here when you talk about, you know, hardcore, you know, when when King Leonidas, Leonidas uh, is leaving and, and Queen says, Spartan, yes, my lady, come back on your shield or on it. You know, it's very, that talk about hardcore.
1: That w- that's what, from what, I understand is the real deal. I mean, that's what they did back then. I remember in my history class when we were learning about the Greeks, I remember that quote. So that's you know they really did that back then. Right. Yeah.
2: The comment where she uh, she where the Queen Gorga mouths off at the messenger and who is this woman to speak to men and she said because you know only Spartan women give birth to real men.
0: Right. <laughs> uh, and there's this, there's just a lot of stuff like right that.
2: Right there,
0: it, it, I think part of what makes her character and I mean, we talk about this being a man movie. There's like all these men, but she is incredibly strong as a female character in this film, and it. It's... Her,
2: yeah, her story behind, like we have the story of the 300, um, but her story behind, um, while being left trying to to have the council support the king is she doesn't cower. She doesn't beg. She stands up for who she is and who her people are and who her king is. And that's a nice, it was very refreshing.
0: It is definitely a refreshing to have that. So, um, so let's talk about as far as characters go, are there, I mean, what characters stood out to you in this, in this, in this rewatch of the 300, um, which ones did you really like? Um, any ones that you hated? Let's talk about that. Miles, why don't you get it? Why don't you get us rolling in this? Miles,
1: hey. oh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Go
0: ahead.
1: Um, I, I think first you have to talk about um, Leonidas. I mean, he the, the movie's kind of carried on his shoulders. I mean, there's it it's shared with other people, but uh, I thought uh, Gerard Butler, you know, did a phenomenal job playing a convincing Spartan and uh, convincing leader to uh, these 300 men who are you know basically going on, going on a suicide mission. Yeah,
0: well, he definitely carries it off, carries it mm. off well. Am I? I always think of Children of Men for some reason. When I see that, when I see him or hear his name, he's, oh, been, yeah. he's been in tons of other stuff. For some reason, that's the one I associate him with. But but he did a great job in this film. How about you, Emma? What character or character really stood out to you this time?
2: Well, so with one little snippet about Gerard Butler, when um, Zack Snyder went to meet with him to talk to him about the movie, Gerard showed up to the coffee shop with a copy of the graphic novel in his hand. And basically said, I want to make this film, but I want to make it in Frank Miller's vision. This is what I want. And it was exactly what Zach wanted. And to have to hear him, Zach said to hear Gerard say that was incredibly just a nice relief. And he knew that that they were going to make something special.
0: Mm. That's cool. I think what it is. Go ahead.
2: as far as a specific character, i it's just so well done. It's such a good, perfect little story. I i, I can't really pick just one.
0: Just just one. No. all. And, and, and I agree. It's kind of a—it's an ensemble story. You look at each one. Each person plays an integral role. I think one of the characters I totally forgot was in this movie was David Wenham, uh, who played Faramir in Lord of the Rings. And I saw him I'm like, oh, there's Faramir. <laughs> you know. And uh, you know, he, his role as, you know, being integral as part of the 300.
1: So And he's a narrator. Uh,
0: I did not pick up. Did I pick up on that? I didn't pick up that he was a narrator.
1: <sighs> yep.
2: Yeah, the whole film is a story being told by 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 someone. The whole yeah. book. It's it's basically that's why it's so fantastic. That's why the feats are so amazing because it's a story being told by one of his 300, and to to really revel up the people behind them for the war. Um, it's that's why it's so fantastic. That's why it's so you know unbelievable and and Xerxes being you know 10 feet tall or and all of that. It was it's, it's a tale being told in order to to drum up. Um, to, to drum up the men, to get them ready, to get them, you know, our king did this, we can, we will fight, and it was a little bit of a telltale, but I, I, upon watching it, I remember, this whole thing is, it's a story, of a story being told.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that guy, he's he probably, if anybody's if watching Iron Fist, um, uh, the, he's playing a, uh, David meacham in that right now.
0: Oh, David Wenham is. Oh,
1: that's
2: great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's yeah, really I... weird to hear him with an American
0: <laughs> I did not watch Iron Fist. Is that any good?
2: I. That's for another show. <laughs> that's another show.
0: Yeah,
1: that's, yeah. I that's think good. it's
0: well said. Yeah. Well said. Another show. So we uh, talk about Iron Fist later. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, Lena's character, the Queen, reminds me very much of Game her character in Game of Thrones a little bit.
1: She's not as evil, but though. without
2: the calculated intrigue.
0: Yes, but the, the I guess I th- I'm thinking that the I think I'm thinking strength wise.
1: So, yeah So, oh, Lena had. I mean, uh, she's good at playing strong women. I mean, you know. It was only on for two seasons, but uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yeah, I mean, she. Yeah. Oh yeah. I thought, I thought she was awesome as Sarah Connor.
0: Uh, she definitely carried that really well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, all right. Well, uh, why don't we move into some scenes? Were there any scenes in particular when you looked at the art style that you felt really demonstrated the art style well?
2: So there's the scene where um, the 300 are pushing. Xerxes men off the edge of the cliff oh yeah that's, that's straight from the comic book that that imagery is straight from the comic from the graphic novel It was so good, was so good.
0: <laughs> definitely definitely. I think one of my favorite scenes in I think it's powerful because of the music and because artistically the way it's just kind of portrayed is when is when the men are leaving to go fight. They're leaving the home, they're leaving the women, the council and all that. And it's through the wheat fields and the roads are, the robes are dragging. And it's just, to me, it's, it's incredible beauty. There's a beauty and there's a hauntingness to it. And I'm like, ah, so it's not really a, like a class, it's not like an important scene, but I thought it was a, it illustrated the vision, the the way this movie resonated in a visual way.
1: Mm. Nothing's wasted here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh
0: miles how about you do you do you have a favorite scene
1: the battle scenes are epic but when when they say about you know the persian arrows are going to fill the sky and they'll blot out the sun and then when they really did it i was just like oh crap you know um you know just uh but but still the uh the spartans managed to uh survive that uh assault but it was still it, it was still beautiful but uh Uh, scary at the same time
0: Mm. yeah yeah so uh, what about music in this film did you uh, any thoughts on the music
2: you guys are breaking up
0: oh I'm sorry any thoughts on the music in this film
1: definitely had had a hard rock heavy metal feel
0: yes yeah and I thought that, I thought I thought it worked for this film, so. Oh,
2: definitely, definitely. Yeah. Did. Um, the soundtrack's amazing. I have it.
0: <laughs> oh, you do. You own it. Yeah,
2: yeah. I have the soundtrack. There's some of some of it I keep on my um, on my running playlist because it's right when I get r- right right around the 25 minute mark, I'm tired, and then the music comes on and it's pumped. Uh, and <laughs> it's it's got that nice kick. Um, I can't remember who scored that film. Um, I'm looking it up, the original motion picture soundtrack.
0: Probably on IMDb you could see that. Um,
2: Uh, uh, Tyler Bates, composed by Tyler Bates, was released in March 6, 2007. Oh, so the film's actually um, just 10 years old.
0: Wow. Yeah. So I don't I don't recognize him as an as a composer as one that I typically run to. But but it, it worked. I mean, again, this film worked no. well together. Now, as far as its earning it, it what this movie earned about uh, about four hundred and fifty million worldwide, which I guess for an R rated film, isn't that bad?
1: As for 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 10 years ago, I would think that would be fantastic. Yeah,
0: I would agree with that. But well, I, uh, what is the...
2: though The soundtrack is is pretty. It rolls well with the action of the film. Um, but upon its release, it, it was mostly received with negative reviews. Most music reviewers just thought it was kind of it was that there was a lot of plagiarism that he had taken a lot of music from um, Elliot Goldenthal's score to Titus. Um, he and I, I have that score as well. Um,
0: Are they're they similar? similar
2: sounding, but they're very similar movies. So there was, there was a lot of backlash. It didn't get all the, it didn't get all the hype it it could have. Um, but there's one, <laughs> there was one review. I just found it. Um, let's see. Christian Clemenson of FilmTracks.com refused to review the album upon its release later giving the album one star and quoting Bates as saying, I have as much respect for a garbage can lid as I do for the orchestra. Both of them can be entirely useful and important in the scope of the movie. If you look at them the right way, it I don't even understand. (laughs) So he, like (laughs) some people just, pushed it aside. It's a very cool soundtrack. There's a lot of interesting stuff. A lot of the singing in it is in Greek and in Latin. So it just sounds, it sounds badass. Hmm.
0: Well, good. I, I yeah. So I, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't listened to it just by itself. It'd be interesting to listen to it now, having watched a film and now again, and now uh, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube or something. So, but, um, So uh, anything else you want to talk about regarding this movie? Are we uh, any other significant things that kind of uh, you felt as you watched it?
1: Well, I I, I didn't reckon I I saw I saw one of the actors. I I recognize him as like that's a young Magneto, uh, Michael Fassbender. So this is one of his uh, uh, films.
0: Oh, so he
1: was in that.
0: Oh, yes, it is. Look at that.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I like. Michael
0: I, I like him as Magneto. But...
2: There's a lot of interesting people in here who I've seen do a lot of uh, British stuff, um, like Tom Wisdom and Rodrigo's um, Santoro. I've seen him a couple in a couple of things. Um, he's in Westworld now, which is really cool. Um, there's a lot of heavy hitters. I think as I watch it, I. I, I watched a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff and the the filming that they did and interviews with people who, who were in the film and made the film and, like, the interviews with Dominic West. It was one of the first films released in America where you could hear his natural accent. So he said he got a lot of people going, I had no idea you were British. Um, <laughs> that made me laugh. Um, but mostly that everyone... Uh, Gerard Butler said that he would put in, like, three to five hours at the gym. He had two different training sessions a day to teach him the fighting and to get buff. And he said, you know, there's a lot of makeup, too. But mostly that's him. Um, But the makeup is to make them look dirty and make them look like the comic book. Um, the Kind of the commitment that the cast... Put into the film to make the film as as Frank y as possible, as genuinely as possible, and not not they certainly didn't half-ass it. Um, they were willing to put themselves through a lot of torture to to get the look right, to get the fighting right. Um, a lot of the fighting is practical, and it's them. Uh, there's a couple of stunt doubles, but. Um, and then the films, the scenes with Xerxes, it was kind of it was the camera tricks like they did in Lord of the Rings, um, so that it looked like Xerxes was huge, and um, that way the eye lines could be correct, and and they did it all in the practical so that it would it would look cleaner. Just the amount of respect that they put into it was it it's very clear, and that makes me love the film even more.
0: No, I, yeah, and I, and I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh and you can see and I think that the work that he put into that comes across. I mean, you see it just in the in the deliberate the the, the deliberate actions, uh his stance and it comes across through all of them. So, I mean, I think that you see that sort of work evidence then on the screen, it carries over to us the audience. So,
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. It's, it's, it's like when you watch the Matrix and you look at all the work that I, I know that the sequels got panned, but the original Matrix, when you look at the work they put into the stunt double and learning how to fight and all that, it, it carries over. And, and so you see that sort of thing carry over when, when, when they do put the time and the training and the money into training the actors to to learn what they're supposed to do. So. So, yeah, well, <clears throat> well, so anything else we're missing here? Uh, about three hundred. Before we move on, I think that's pretty. That's a good enough, thorough enough for a movie that's been out ten years.
2: Well, so. I I do love that the when King Leonidas says, "Tonight we dine in hell," that's according to history. He he said that, and um, that is wonderful and joyful because that you know tonight we dine in hell is such so <laughs> a great. I feel like every once in a while when I go to dinner with friends and the food's just going to be terrible or, or someplace I didn't want to go, I feel like I, I might just utter that. <laughs> you should. At, at my throatiest.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Well, you know, when you talk about that, there are, I mean, there are some really classic quotes. The Queen says, freedom is of freedom all, that it comes with the highest of cost, the cost of blood. You know, great line by her. So,
2: Oh, that's from the comic book.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: I I just love how they respected it. So they should take all the people. So Warner Brothers should get everybody who worked on the 300 and let them have the DC films.
0: Yes, totally.
2: I think that would or just let Frank Miller. They, they,
0: they, they, they may not be family friendly anymore, but other than that, sure. Um I love the line that the king says, relax, old friend. If they assassinate me, all of Sparta goes to the war. Pray we can be that stupid. Pray we are that that, that lucky. It's a great line. <laughs> yeah.
2: Just all of it's so well done. It's a Excuse nice. When, when my nephews get older, I'll show them this film. Um, when they start learning about. This kind of history in, in school, also than this. Granted, it, it's a novelization of history. It is, um, but it's such a neat, neat way
0: to. My son will be much older. My son will be much older. Yeah, my son will my son will be much older when he watches this. So, so, so. yeah. Well, very good, I, very good. Well, um, we do have uh, someone that, that that called in all the way from England, wishing us a happy 300. And I thought we would share that voicemail on this podcast.
3: So are you guys up for it? Oh,
2: is it my dear Colin?
3: Congratulations, everyone, at the Sci-Fi Diner. The official 300th episode, probably the unofficial 1,521, but we won't go into that. I can't believe I've actually been listening to you guys go on about science fiction for so long now that you've reached officially 300 miles you know like a day over 298 um scott looks better because he does all that jogging stuff because obviously cars break down a lot which is really weird in america because i thought everyone had a car but anyway congratulations one and all uh, and the lovely m of course um which was a welcome and great addition to the show, I might add, adding a female voice, especially one who's so knowledgeable uh, in all things geekery. And it's a lovely balance between the three of you now. The show has just gone from strength to strength and uh, even though it's not weekly anymore, it's still a a towering performance in the world of podcasting and stands head and shoulders above so many other shows. But uh, I've been listening to you since... um, I don't know, I think it was about twenty five or thirty before you like started changing the number system. So quite a few years I've been listening to you guys. Um and um and it's just it's just phenomenal that you've reached this milestone and I'm really pleased for you because as you know, not many podcasts get to fifty, never mind a hundred and very, very few last to get to milestones like this one that you're getting to now. Uh, unless they put out, like, three episodes a week that are ten minutes long and basically full of crap. Uh, and you just you just continue to add to, to catalogue, you, you continue to get great interviews, you continue to, like, latch onto things and you delve into the geekery and you delve into nerdery and you do a lot of research and everything, and it's, it's a credit to, to all three of you. The stuff that you bring to the show time and time and time again that keeps it interesting keeps it going and and keeps all of us coming back for more and more and more uh, because it's just it's just great to listen to and the production value is just there because some shows are really bad on production and it's, it's like listening to someone talking through the hand in a wind tunnel which is not good so but I just wanted to say thanks for all that you've done over the years and and will hopefully continue to do for many years to come. Um, it's a joy listening to all three of you. I love the way you all bounce off each other um, and all bring your little different facets to it. Um, and it's it's good that Scott is, has finally got round to watching nearly all of Star Trek. So... <laughs> but, um, well gone. So, here's a, to the next official 300 um And I hope the old people's home is really nice to all three of you when you're sitting there clustered around your microphone, um, hoping that the nurse is nice to you so you can complete another episode. Live long and podcast, guys. And again, congratulations. (laughs) Live long and podcast, guys. And again, congratulations.
0: Oh, that was a wonderful voicemail. Bless. Oh. Colin, that was I incredible. Thanks. Colin, it
2: was, gr- it was great when they started putting a female voice
0: on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you know, it's been. It's been <laughs> he's been listening since episode twenty-five. Did he say? That, yeah. yeah. Holy Hannah, that is so a lot of punk. Pod- that's a lot of podcasts. <laughs> <I've> <laughs> been been 2009.
2: I started listening at about like a hundred. Like a 100
0: and some change. Yeah. It was like yeah.
2: right right as you turned to 100 in episode 100.
0: Yeah, we kept putting and- out like episode 99, 91.25, 91.5. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. You know, it, it, it is it is sad that we don't put out weekly anymore. I mean, I, I hear that. Um, and uh, we do need to be better at that. The every other week works. Um, I don't know if I can get onto a weekly show right now, but.
2: I don't know if I can. I would love that, but that's just so... That's, we,
0: we do need to be... We do need to try and be more consistent as far as maybe every other week. So, yeah. so, that, so it's regular. That'd be great. Yeah. So rather than every like once a month, I think it's what it's been like for the past two months. So sorry about that, listeners. We uh, we will we, we'll, we'll try and do better at that. So
2: It sucks when real life gets in the way. But,
0: I know, right? You
2: know, right? You just keep <laughs> going forward.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, you know, so when we all are when we're all in our old people's home we'll still be recording. <laughs> Do you ever well, yeah, still, still be sci-fi to <laughs> geek out about? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Absolutely.
0: Um I you know, in the interviews we are looking for we, we just uh, sent in our press passes uh to get into Shore Leave again and uh, they have some awesome guests coming to Shore Leave, so hopefully we can continue to bring some of these great interviews with guests coming. Uh, We feel privileged to They have a new guy that's lining up the guest interviews. So we'll have to see how that goes this year. Ket's not doing it again, but, um, but yeah, very cool. And, uh, and so we have that coming up and uh, we still have our interview with Sam Whitmer. We haven't shared yet from Farpoint. So we'll have that coming up as well.
2: We need to reach out to him because he said he would totally, we need to. I know he he said, he
0: said to reach Uh, out. He said said to reach out on Twitter.
2: Yeah. He he just lit up when we when I asked him, you know, well, Star Wars or Star Trek. And right then he totally nerded out, which was he he no longer was Sam Whitworth, the most adorable like character actor on television. He was this dude who I can talk nerd with. And it was great.
0: Yeah. So we do have to do that. Do, Emma, do you want to reach out to him? <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so i'll let you talk to them and let and then uh, see what his schedule's like and let's uh, let's chat so
2: that'd be a hoot that would be i that'd think be it, would be, I would,
0: I would, it would be awesome let's try and do that in the upcoming weeks here and um especially okay. during star wars month
2: so oh yeah um and then i wanted to do like just a quick mention for the folks who are in the northern virginia area um, the fine, fine folks at Novacon are putting on their very first convention in July at the Ritz-Carlton in McLean, Virginia, and they're super lovely. And it's a locally run con by a local comic book shop and pub owner. And i they've, like, they, they're not giving me anything. I actually paid for my ticket. I didn't ask for a press pass because they're all local. It's, this is all locally run. Um, so I'd like to give them. As much props as possible. They've got a lot of neat people lined up. It's primarily going to be like gaming and cosplay, but it should be a blast.
0: Dude, talk about cosplay. We have we have we have an anime convention that comes uh, every year, and this is my second year going to it here in Lancaster. And Keith the Canada was there. Oh wow! Yeah, so he was a guest of honor at an anime con, or one of the guests of honor. And, uh, but this con, what really impressed me about it is, well, I mean, the programming's great, but I just love people dress up. Like if you don't dress up, you're kind of in the minority
1: here. So Scott was a uh, Vic Minana there
0: again this year. He was not there again this year. Um, it was Keith and there were a bunch of other actors and we didn't actually, my daughter and I went again and we didn't actually interview anyone this year. Um, and uh, but I, I loved the con. It was a great experience. And unfortunately, cut short because of some real life intruding uh, from home. But we had a good time in the limited time that we went there. So well, that's good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So we have that. So, well, I think that's about it. I know that uh, we've had all had some long days, but Colin, I just want to say thank you for, for writing in. We're so glad that you're listening. I mean, you know, the bunch, uh, the, uh, there's a bunch of you out there that are listening that did write in, and we're grateful for you too as well. And we would love to hear from you. You can always email us at the sci-fi-diner-podcast at gmail.com or shoot us something on Twitter or Facebook. We are there and we will respond. And uh, And it's uh, it'd be great to interact with you. And uh, we love getting feedback in and, We're looking forward to hearing about what you're watching and uh, what you're, what you're loving on, what you're geeking out on. And, uh, and, uh, we're, we're excited about it. And, uh, we, we want to hear about your excitement and what you're watching and living. So, but
2: I, I do want to say that like we, we get mail and voicemail and all sorts of fun stuff from our fans. I've, uh, and listeners, there's, uh, a friend of mine who runs a pod, a really well-known podcast, and she'll get, like, she, she comments about, like, the hate mail that she gets. This is wrong, and that's not funny, and this is strange, and you're wrong. And I just thought, my like, God, that just sucks to to have that kind of time to sit down and tell someone that they're terrible. But, I, I feel like, you know, we're just, we're like one in the same with the people who listen. We're, we're all basically the same people. We like the same things. We all have opinions on everything, and on but in the end, like I'm just so very pleased that we have such, you know, interactive and kind listeners, and they're very cool. So thanks, guys.
0: Yeah, you know what? And I can't, I can't recall ever getting. Have, Miles, have we ever gotten any hate mail? We
1: well, never got hate mail. We may have not gotten some. We may have gotten some criticism on iTunes reviews, but oh, that's yeah. the worst.
0: That's the worst, worst we, we, got. we and we, we, and we may have had we, we may have had people that have disagreed with us. Well, and that's fine. I'm okay with people disagreeing with me. It'd be a terrible place oh, yeah. it'd be a terrible world if everyone agreed with everything I said. So Oh boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> on that note, on that note, let's get out of here. <laughs> let's uh let's shut down the diner for tonight. Let's wrap it up, pull down the shades and wrap up and fold up the menus. It's been great chatting with you guys tonight, though. It's been well, M. It's been way too long, and Miles, it's been too long, and um, and it's good to be back here in the saddle chatting with you guys. When are we doing our next podcast? Uh, well,
2: I'm starting. I'm going to go see um, Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Oh, uh,
0: when are so you I don't doing? Know if you
2: guys going to go see it open or not?
0: Is that this weekend?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it opens this week. It opens this Friday.
0: Hmm, will I be able to go see it? I don't know that I will. Yeah. My my daughter has a basketball tournament this weekend. That's throwing everything to a tizzy for me. Uh real life again. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know what? Um I think that we should do a Gardens of the Galaxy review show.
2: Yay! Now that, can That'd now,
0: be great. Now can we do it? Could we can we do it like could does two, do Tuesday nights sometimes work for you guys
2: Tuesday nights are the best nights for me uh
0: miles how about for you
1: um I can't do it next Tuesday but, but how, after how, that I could probably do Tuesdays for so how about
0: how about how about the following Tuesday after like two Tuesdays from this Tuesday
1: okay that'd be May 16th Tuesday, today yeah can we do that yeah I I, I could I could do May 16th yeah
0: Woo-hoo! All right, let's plan on it. Let's do a Guardians of the Galaxy review. I'll I'll try to have seen it by then. Okay. Cool. That works.
2: If it happens, it that- up. Yay!
0: All right. Well, we'll right, talk. We'll sorry. chat online about it. But hey, thank you so much for listening tonight. I'll have a, obviously edit that out of the show. Uh, but thank you so much for listening tonight. Uh, we're so grateful that you've been along for the ride. Three hundred episodes. Here's hoping we give you three hundred more. So. Uh, two, three hundred. Clink glasses right now. Cue it. Clink. Uh, clink, clink. I'll drink to that. We'll drink to that. Dr. Pepper with Wonder Woman. All right. (laughs) All right. Is she wearing
2: space pants?
0: She is wearing space pants. She's
2: wearing no pants.
0: Whoa. Not in my can. She's wearing something. (laughs) You're you're right. She's not not wearing pants. She's not wearing pants. (laughs) All right. Uh, Miles, why don't you take us out of the show?
1: All right, till next time, good night and good luck. We'll see
0: ya.
2: Do your dailies.